0: Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you. Ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years' experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty, we treat your property as if it were our own.
1: The starting lineup with Tyler Ivins and Will West on 99.1, the sports animal. All right,
2: let's get to it, shall we? The start of hour number three. It's your Monday TSL 99.1 FM. You're listening to the sports animal. Click off your Cyber Monday deals. Big hello and thank you to everybody joining us worldwide at 99.1, com. Tyler Ivins, Will West returning Thursday this week. Busy boy with lots of time off. He has to squeeze in before we say hello to 2020. Eric Kane, not only is he in for five burning questions, he's in for Will because it's time to play the game. You need to stand by too, Kaner. We got to get a UT basketball practice report off there. One and one finish at the Emerald Coast Classic. 1 866 656 9900. It's the Stanley Fitzgate hotline where we're going to be looking for two callers right now because we're playing Who Am I? And why are we playing Who Am I today? Well, first, let me explain to you how we play Who Am I. We're going to give you up to five clues. On today's candidates, based on the subject at hand. And today's subject, Aaron Rodgers is turning 37 years of age. So your topic and subject today, former Super Bowl MVPs. Aaron Rodgers, a former Super Bowl MVP, turning 37 today. That means we are going to be giving you clues, and you, are, you know it's going to be a former Super Bowl MVP winner. All right, what's on the line today? Twenty five dollars from our friends over at Bow Jangles, forty years, the delicious Southern Chicken, the fixins. Whether you're looking for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, eight ten, it's bow time. Let's get Calvin on the line. Calvin's been waiting patiently. You get to decide, sir. The clue's gonna be delivered by me, Tyler Ivins, or by producer Eric Kane. Uh, let's just go with you. All right, Rick. Well, Calvin, I know you, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard <laughs> place not today. not here. I guess we'll go with <laughs> Ricky's on the other line like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hold tight. You and Kane are team up next. Calvin, remember, these are Super Bowl MVPs with Bojangles on the line. Clue number one. I was born in Redwood City, California, May 22nd, 1986. Give you an idea of just how old this gentleman is. I was drafted Alrighty. in the seventh round of the 2009 NFL draft. So 2009? he was. 2009? Yeah, he was a day three guy in 2009. Okay. Super Bowl MVP. Here's clue number three I played quarterback at Kent State, but would later change positions since entering the NFL. We're talking about a Super Bowl MVP my age is not a quarterback. Clue number four. Gotcha. I'm second all-time in playoff receptions and receiving yards behind Jerry Rice. Okay. Your fifth and final clue. Last year, I became the first wide receiver to win the Super Bowl MVP since Antonio Holmes in 2009. All right. I'm going to go with uh, one Julian Edelman. There you go, man. Julian Edelman. Five. That's how it works. Calvin, hold tight. We'll see how well Ricky and Eric Kane do together. Ricky, say good morning to Kaner. Good morning. Let's do it.
3: All right, Ricky, we got we to gotta be five here. I'm feeling pretty confident. All right. Clue number one. I was drafted by the Chargers. I was drafted by the Chargers. I'll keep going. Clue number two. I was benched earlier this season. Oh, come on. The Rivers? Not Phillip Rivers. All right. We'll move on to clue number three. This is when you're going to get it here. You ready? I'm a two time Super Bowl MVP and I beat the same team.
2: Come on.
3: (laughs) I'm a two time Uh. Super Bowl MVP beating the same team. We'll keep going. We got one more to work with. You ready? Yeah. I played quarterback at Ole Miss.
2: On, what is this? <laughs> is it Manning.
3: Uh, w- I'm sorry, who? Manning. Well, which which one?
2: Eli Manning. There
3: we go.
1: DJ,
2: that wasn't that bad. Freaky getting that dub. Super Bowl MVP drafted by the Chargers. Little little trickeration, Clue number one. Let me guess what clue number five is.
3: Right. I have brothers named Peyton Cooper. Well, number is a gimme. So, yeah, number five would have been I'm Peyton's little brother.
2: Okay. Archie's my dad. <laughs> Other family members of my family consist of Cooper, Archie, and we, Peyton. As a family, we know how to th- we know how to uh, tote the big skin okay. a little bit. All right. Reiki, congratulations. $25 from our friends over at Bojangles. Another chance on the line coming up on a Tuesday. You didn't get Ivan's today. All right I just didn't, I didn't know Kaner was going to be rolling out skittles and m and ms for everybody to Listen, enjoy. it It's easy to sit over here and make fun of you, but when i when I'm in here, I notice mine are really easy <laughs> seven and five the football team we will find out where they go bowling this time next week. Now we shift gears over to u t basketball. Tough loss against Florida State Friday, but the rebound against VCU, all because of Lamonte Turner's dramatic Saturday. Eric Kane, Rick Barnes' program, uh, they're looking to get things back in order at home, defending that 30-game home winning streak with Florida A&M coming to town.
3: Yeah, just a quick recap of the weekend. We talked about it earlier in hour number one. I said one word to describe it would be inconsistent. I believe you said maybe a little sloppy at times. Uh, Tennessee fell for the first time this season, 60 to 57 on Friday night. Team only shot 33% from the field and 21 turnovers, eight. A lot of those in the first half from Lamonte Turner, Uh, just a really sloppy game. E. Pons did have his first career double-double, which was nice. Uh, But, you know, Turner did finish with 20. John Fulkerson, though, two points and two rebounds. You've got to have more from John Fulkerson. Rick Barnes said post game in his interview with John Wilkerson on the Ball Radio Network that, you know, there's a lot of guys stepping up and playing right there. He was proud of the team's effort, but you've got to get better play from Jordan Bowden and John Fulkerson. And he was, as Rick Barnes would be about, it, he's very blunt about it. You fast forward to, or you flash forward to uh, Saturday night, Tennessee a winner, 72 69 over VCU, a ranked VCU team. And uh it was the game winning shot in the far corner. Lamonte Turner. We've seen the highlight, but Tennessee much improved 48% from the field made five of 15, three pointers. That was actually improved from the night before. Lamonte Turner. Again, I mentioned had the game winning three had 12.7 assists. Didn't turn the ball over nearly as much. Tennessee as a team only turned it over 13 times. And John Fulkerson went from two points, two rebounds to 17 points and seven rebounds, a crucial block shot and two made free throws the other way. So, you're seeing a bad John Fulkerson, DirecTV John Fulkerson on, on uh, or Cable John, for whatever it was, on Friday night. and You're then, seeing
2: Cable John Fulkerson <laughs> Friday against FSU, and then he gets the upgrade bump to yeah. DirecTV Saturday against VCU.
3: Yeah, so, you know, it's just kind of the tail of the tape. And it's young. Tennessee's still trying to find its rhythm. Uh Again, a very inconsistent play, turning the ball over. But some of these same struggles you've seen earlier in the year followed this team down to Florida. But, Some quality opponents, Tennessee comes back with a one-on-one record, some things to build on, and as you mentioned, uh, they'll be hosting uh, Florida A&M on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Rick Barnes will meet with the media later today at noon. That will be carried live on Sports 180 right here on the Sports Animal. Today's UT Basketball Practice Report is brought to you by Pools by Heritage. Get your pool started now from design to construction to maintenance. One call does it all. Call Pools by Heritage at 947-7527 or online at foolsbyheritage.com.
2: Can the Tennessee Titans make the playoffs? Had a nice victory yesterday, finally shaking the Indianapolis Colts. Raiders, Texans, Saints, and a rematch with Houston. Four to go. Can they outlast the Pittsburgh Steelers? Mike Keith, play-by-play voice of the Tennessee Titans, joins us next year on 991 FM, the Sports Animal.
0: This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sportsman.
3: I right, just talked Tennessee men's basketball. How about those lady balls? Win number seven of the year, 81-54 Sunday afternoon over Air Force. 54% did the lady ball shoot from the field. Reniah Davis, Ray Burrell led the way with 18 points apiece. Tennessee Titans came from behind to take down the Indianapolis Colts, 31-17. Voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, a sports talk alum, will join us next here on The Sports Animal. Other news and notes: The latest AP college football poll has Alabama outside the top five for the first time in four seasons. The top four is unchanged: LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. Utah did move up to number five. And in uh, other news around the SEC, Ole Miss has parted ways with head coach Matt Luke. Stock up on the fun this year with holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Stop by your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and pick up yours today. It's eight seventeen. Get a check of the roads. Pete Michaels, traffic. I'm Eric Kane.
0: 46-yard field goal left hash for the lead snap set kick block Ty Smith has it 50 40 30 20 10 5 it's a touchdown Titans Ty Smith to the house
2: I haven't seen the movie in some time, but isn't the quote from Finding Nemo, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, and that's what the Titans are doing right now. Huge block kick. Take it back to the house. Tannehill just drives later, puts the garnish on the final product, Thirty-one seventeen. If there was any bad juju, if there was some kind of curse, if there was some voodoo that was on the Titans when they played the Indianapolis Colts, it has been swept away and shooed away at least for this week, at least for week 13. Now the real test begins because there are still some tough teams remaining on the Titans schedule. We welcome you back inside the starting lineup, one FM. 9.90 a.m. Mike Keith, normal time slot, joining us here on Mondays to recap a huge 31 17 victory against the Titans. Did I get that right, Mike? How many times have you seen Finding Nemo? Is it just keep swimming, just keep swimming with Ryan Tannehill in his right arm?
0: I think so. Uh, I haven't seen, my, my kids are older, so I haven't seen Finding Nemo in a while, but I think you are right. And I think that's a pretty good description of where we are. You know, you lose a fumble on the first play of the game. And to top it all off, it's on a really good run. You run around left end, and you're sitting here going, okay, here we go. And then Derrick Henry fumbles. And you're like, here we go again. And yet they just keep fighting. They're down 17-7 to in the third quarter. And you're thinking, okay, this is going to go poorly. You know, now we're going to get blown out. Or it's going to be another disappointing flight home. And they come back down the field, and Mike Vrabel chooses to go for it on fourth and one at yeah. the 13. And, that, and that's a decision that if it doesn't work, everybody and their brother is all over him because a field goal there makes it 17 to 10. But not only do they get the first down, they score a touchdown on the play. And from there, the game changed. From there, it all became quite different. The Titans would go on to score the last 24 points and would find a way to play about as good a final six minutes as I've seen them play on the road in the 20-plus years that I've been associated with this franchise. Pretty good performance. And, and let me just say this, significant win for the Titans. Oh, yes.
2: Oh yes. And, and and I think it needs to be brought up again. Back in week 2, we were chatting on this program. And I asked you, I said, do you expect Adam Vinatieri to kick again this season? And the essentially your response was, I don't know, but I don't know if he still has it. And and, and the guy who's been, you know, a guy who's done it as long as Adam Vinatieri has done it and has won so many Super Bowls on his right foot. We'll see what if he, what he decides to do. He goes one of three in Nashville on extra points, but Indy finds a way to squeak out that 19-17 to 17 victory. He now goes one of four, and it just seems every week now, and you get the crowd shots of Colts fans at the uh, Lucas Oil Stadium seats yesterday, they just kind of sat back like we've seen this before, and eventually it came back and bit us. We got away with it in week two, but we couldn't get away with it in week 13. And the Colts, man, where could they be right now if it wasn't for their special teams?
0: Well, and by all rights, they talked him out of quitting. Yeah. If you believe what you read, you know, he was ready to quit after that game in Nashville, and they talked him out of it. And now, you know, at this point in the season, they have missed 14 kicks. And it looks like the Titans kicking situation is getting stabilized. Ryan Suckup made his only field goal attempt, made all four of his, uh, extra points, which are certainly not gimmies anymore, and then the the new kickoff man Ryan Santoso, four touchbacks uh, out of five, which is which is pretty good, and then the punter Brett Kern's the best punter in the game, and so our kicking situation feels like it's getting stabilized, and maybe that is sort of um, symbolic of the fact that this team is coming together at the right time. They keep looking for answers, and they—I think they found some.
2: Mike Keith joining the program here at eight twenty-five. I uh, went and picked up a to-go order from a restaurant here in town, and a gentleman—he had to slide Somewhere by me. Good? Yeah, oh, it was delicious. It was a little Bonefish Grill. I had me some bang bang shrimp oh, waiting yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, right next good. to right next to the Bonefish Grill, there is a watering hole. I'll just leave it at that. And I saw a gentleman taking a phone call outside, wearing a Ryan Tannehill Titans football jersey. Yeah. is um, like to ask, to say, are they all in? I think we know the answer to it. Uh, but do you believe not only are, is this Titans team all in on Ryan Tannehill in 2019, could we be seeing the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans for the foreseeable future? Because usually, Mike, when you get around 13 and 14, you start talking about the draft. You start talking about the spring. Yeah. I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll leave it open-ended, but your thoughts on what you've seen this recent stretch out of Ryan Tannehill and the future of the Tennessee Titans.
0: Two answers. The team is all in on it. The team the team completely buys in. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, they completely buy in. What it all means for the future, we don't know yet. All right. And that's to be determined by a lot of factors. How do the last four games go? How does Tannehill perform in the final four games? What does Tannehill want to do? What do the Titans wanna do? Because I mean you're you're talking about a proposition that, I mean, if you franchised him next year, it's going to be over $25 million. Yeah. What's he going to want as far as a contract? Who else might be out there? Who all is involved in the draft? I think it's open-ended right now for Tannehill and for the Titans, which is kind of the nice part, and it's really the nice part for Ryan because he's just playing. That's all that's happening right now with Ryan Tannehill is he is just playing. And there's no pressure, there's no, you know, looking over his shoulder. I mean, he's just letting it go and giving it all he has every single week. W- would I like for there to be a happy ending of the story? Of course, I love happy endings, and and there may be, but I don't think anybody's going to commit to anything for a while. And anyone who speculates that they know what's on John Robinson's mind. Is making a bad mistake.
2: The Titans move up from the nine spot to the seven spot. They are banging on that door for that final playoff spot. Steelers get the W. They're also seven and five. Pittsburgh's four remaining games on the road against the Cardinals, home to the Bills, on the road at the Jets, and then that Week 17 game they got to go to M&T and take on Baltimore. How you feeling with these final four games? This is the 75 percentile and remaining of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, our, our whole thing is we want to win this division. And if we win our last four games, we win the division. Sure. Which means home playoff football for Titans fans at Nissan Stadium. That's what I want more than anything. I, I want to see Titans fans wearing 2019 AFC South champion hats and shirts and getting a home playoff game. So, what's going on with the Steelers? I mean, it doesn't matter. Right. This team has to take it as they go forward and be able to pull it all together in their own way. And going to Oakland is a real challenge because, I mean, if you think we've played poorly in the past at in Indianapolis, uh, let me tell you about the Oakland trips. <laughs>
2: Uh, I will say this. Uh, I'll give a shout out to one of my closest friends, Morgan Pope. He is a diehard Tennessee fan. He is a diehard Titans fan and Vols fan. And I saw him yesterday and he goes, I don't know what to do with myself right now. Ivan's, I got the Vols winning. I've got the Titans winning. I am in such a good place right now. And if it wasn't for Eric Gray and he references Eric Gray's huge performance and the 246 yards he has on the ground against Vanderbilt. Which leads me to remind our audience, and you can help me out a little bit about this, Mr. Gray himself, a three-time recipient of the Mr. Tennessee Award. You guys are going to be streaming that I, coming I, up.
0: I, I, uh, uh, wait a minute. Okay. The Tennessee Titans Mr. Football Award.
2: Okay, the Tennessee Titans Mr. Football Award. I app- See, that's be, why you have to safety net me here, Mike. we got to help each other.
0: I've got. That's why I've, I've got to do it, yeah, because uh, I get to host that. We've streamed live at titansonline.com at 1 yeah. o'clock today. Wow. Eric Gray is the only three-time Tennessee Titans Mr. Football Award winner. The only one. And uh, Eric, Eric Gray has more Titans jerseys than Mike Keith does really? because of that. Uh, yeah, because he, he uh, received a Titans jersey every year for winning that as part of his award. So he's got the old jerseys. He's got the new jerseys. He's got, he's got a light blue. He's got a navy. I mean, he's got all kinds of stuff. I was so proud of Eric Gray Saturday night because of the fact that he has won the Tennessee Titans Mr. Football Award three times. I got to know him just a little bit and uh, was was thrilled to see him do what he did on what is Mr. Football Weekend. And again, 1 o'clock today, titansonline.com, we will crown the next 10 winners and uh, if you follow Tennessee football, uh, there are obviously several guys who are um, being recruited by the balls. So uh, th- there will be names that you know who will be among the finalists, and we'll see if they're the winners. I have not reviewed the winners list yet intentionally, so I, I don't know who's won.
2: Little did we know Saturday, through two weather delays that the names of Kelsey Finch and his 99-yard run in 79 against Florida would come up, or Jamal Lewis and true freshman single-season rushing records. But Eric Gray has now been flirting with at least one of those names and surpassed the other one. Uh, Mike Keith, uh, the Titans continuing to flirt with a playoff spot and an AFC South Division championship. This is a Raiders team the last two weeks as we let you go. They struggled against the Jets two weeks ago. They took it on the head yesterday against the Chiefs. Hopefully, you guys could continue to catch them in a lull when you travel out to the black hole, sir.
0: That would work. That would work just great. I would be so happy if I'm on the phone with you next Monday and we're somehow seven or somehow eight and five. Uh, that would be the goal. And thank you for letting me mention. Uh, tennessee titans mr football are you
2: kidding me mike leach we i mean just, uh, mike keith we have uh, we're, we're going to talk leach coming up in arkansas in a few moments but uh mike keith the fact that you take a few moments out to join us sir the pleasure is all ours that's we say thank you enough here on 99.1 FM, the sports animal you're a busy boy today so we'll let you go and get ready for that stream online thank you so much mike
0: okay thanks very much
2: FM, the sports animal we're going to have that tied up to our facebook pages today um A start bench cut you were just talking about moments ago off the air. Kaner was kind of speaking of like peeking and looking at the candidates. You just heard Mike Keith there make a comment about the candidates. He's going to be reading off coming up later today. Eric Kane was letting me know about some of the start bench cuts that he might be flirting with on the other side. Potential candidates to be in the SEC next year. Kaner, I hope I'm not ruining ruining this. I just did a Stewie Griffin there. It's all ruined. I hope I'm not ruining this. But could you imagine if some of these coaches were in the SEC next year? And I've, Mike Leach is going to be on the list. I'm just anxious who the other two are going to be on the list. I hope Mike Keith doesn't have a problem with me accidentally calling him Mike Leach there. <laughs> if it makes him feel any better, I, I enjoy Mike Keith better than I do Mike Leach. Start bench cut on the other side. 99.1 FM, you're listening to the Sports Animal. By Keith joining the program. Titans West Coast this Sunday. I'm not going to do the Chris Berman voice when describing the future home Las Vegas Raiders. See, it's okay. It's, you know, some people in sports say it's impossible to say certain things. You know, whenever it says, hey, can I get some change back or some money? And you got to like, you have to like use the inflection anytime you do the Burl camp. What was that? Money. Money. Yeah, like, and I look guilty. Guilty. I do it all the time. Money. How much money do you want? <laughs> You're going to loan me $20 and some of that money. But and I'm, but I'm not going to do the Berman. Money, yeah. money. Hey, that wasn't bad. Do it again. No, I'm not. No, doing no, do it, it, it second, again. I'm that not that doing was not time. bad at all. Do it again. It sounds like that I'm an old man who <laughs> d- doesn't want to move out of the aisle seat <laughs> so I can get to my window seat in the plane. That's what sounds so good. Do uh, it again. A, a curmudgeon guy. Do it one more time. Okay. I don't want to move out of my seat. I'm going to watch the Oakley Sarah, could you please move out of the aisle seat so I can get to my window seat? (laughs) You young guy, I need a place to go watch the (laughs) (laughs) radio Let's get the starfish kid. I can't do this anymore.
1: How do you rank them? It's time for Mary. whoops. Uh, the FCC says we can't do it that way. Let's play start, bench, or cut on the starting lineup. Powered by Heritage Realty. Locally owned and operated with over 50 years of experience in the Knoxville market. Where today's technology meets traditional customer service. Heritage Realty.
3: All right, Tyler Ivins, current coaches who could be in the SEC next season. Oh Yeah, let's do this one first. Star
2: bench cut, Mike Norvell, Mike Leach, Sonny Dykes. Okay, am I the only one here who believes Mike Leach is not coming to the SEC? I believe he wants to come to the SEC because who doesn't want that pay upgrade? A little bump there. But I think he's going to be in Pullman for the foreseeable future unless somebody just shows up and throws him an ungodly amount of money. FSU is not going to do it. He's not going to leave to replace one of these guys who could come to the SEC. So right now I'm going to bench Mike Leach, but I am going to start Mike Norvell because if I think there's any coach out there that can get Missouri back on track this quickly in the East, it is Mike Norvell. So I'm going to start Norvell. I like Sonny Dykes at SMU, but the question is, will somebody make that mistake again after seeing how things kind of fell apart with Arkansas and their recent... Chad Morris, when he left SMU, I thought that was a good hire, even though it was very last second for Arkansas. I believe you kind of get the same thing with Sonny Dykes. If there's anybody out there who could make this happen, I'd say Norvell's a great chance of going to Missouri. Sonny Dykes, though, be careful with him and Mississippi State. I misspoke Mississippi State with um, Ole Miss and then... I just think Mike Leach, no chance whatsoever.
3: Yeah, carbon copy. I think it's only a matter of time before Mike Norvell uh, gets his opportunity at the big stage. And you know, for Leach, I mean, if it's going to happen, why isn't it happening? The skeletons
2: in the closet with Norvell. So many people want Mike Norvell, and then the quickly, it's like we talked about last week. It gets leaked out. Mike Norvell is being considered for this blank job, and then the university comes out hours later, like we have not contacted Mike Norvell. Yeah. So I've got to find out what the skeletons in the closet are with him. Teams to win the AFC South. Start bench cut. The Texans, the Titans, the Colts. Uh, I
3: think this is easy. Let me let me, let me ride first. Start yeah. the Texans. Let me bench the Titans. Let me cut the Colts. The Colts injury plagued. Now order. sitting at 500 on the season. Although the Titans uphill climb. Two more left against the Texans, who I'm starting in against the Saints.
2: That's the order. Uh, with all due respect to Mike Keith, uh, I think the Titans do make the playoffs. But I don't think it's going to be via the division in the home game. You just got the Texans twice. Had you already had yeah. a W against Houston this year, a feather in your cap, and you were seven and five, maybe. But I think they get one of those games. But I think it's the game that they don't need in Week 17 because the Texans have already clinched. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best Cyber Monday website:
3: start, bench, cut, Ooh. Amazon. Got a little combo here. Target slash Walmart. Because you shop
2: both. If you shop one, you're like, let's see what the other has. Or, and another one, Lowe slash Home Depot. Again, same circumstance. Um, And those are really good ones. I've just taken a small, small peek at some of the websites that are popular on Cyber Monday. And Amazon has the best deals. Yeah. Because of all their little gizmos, gadgets. Like, I'm going to be honest. As soon as I get off the air, I'm going to go to the office. I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm going to buy a couple fire sticks. Because I'm trying to get Hear the, that
3: Jeff Jarnigan company man here.
2: I am. I'm going to wait to do my radio show first and then I'm going to take 10 minutes to get a couple of fire sticks for 30 bucks as I need them for certain parts of my house. Nah, dude, I waste time all the time at school. Um, I'm going to bench Target because there's still a lot of things that I need from Target. And if they don't have them, maybe I can slide over to Walmart, pick them up. Lowe's Home Depot. This is a great time to do it if you're in the neighborhood for, or I should say in the market for um, washer dryers laundry, kitchen equipment. So yeah, and seeing that I'm not in the market for either of those, they're going to get cut.
3: I'll say uh, great deals there at Lowe's and Home Depot's. Well, if you have a credit card through one of those businesses, I mean, you're already getting great financing. You're already getting great interest rates. Save you're already getting great deals. 5%. Yeah, so you know that that's where I'm at on that. All right, last but not least, Tennessee Vols Bowl opponent Star Bench Cut. These are some good ones. Give me Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Let me kick it off here. I've been on this train for a while. I don't think it's going to happen. Let me start Wisconsin because I think it'd be a great football game, and I want to see Jonathan Taylor play football. So I'll start Wisconsin. Uh, Give me – I will bench Minnesota, and I will cut Michigan. See, you know what? I think all all three are good football teams. That'd be a good win for Tennessee if Tennessee were to win against any one of those
2: three for sure. I'm going to actually do the – I'm going to flip it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do a flip here. I'm going to start Michigan because I think name recognition, Mm -hmm. I think those two teams would draw a hell of a crowd to Jacksonville. 100%. I mean, that would just be great. I mean, Michigan, Tennessee, everybody's going to want to be at that bowl game for one of those low-tier bowl games. I'm going to bench Minnesota. I think P.J. Fleck and this team. I don't think P.J. Fleck can actually hold up this type of talent. I don't think he can bring this type of just Awesomeness in one season, all right? We're not going to see this again out of Minnesota for at least another four or five years. I think P.J. Flex is a great coach. I don't think they can withstand this in Minneapolis. Jonathan Taylor in Wisconsin, they have a great defense, and they have one guy. They have one running back, Jonathan Taylor, who will just run through you. What team is it? Whiskey. I believe that Whiskey <laughs> right now presents, the, believe it or not, the least challenge out of those three teams. Wisconsin. Because if you give Jeremy Pruitt 15 practices to horn in on one guy... How do you stop Jonathan Taylor from beating us? Tennessee can beat Wesley. How do you stop Kylan Hill from beating you? Exactly. How do you stop Lynn Bowden Jr., which he's still got his own? Yeah. How
3: do you stop Keyshawn Vaughn? How do you stop any of these guys? You're, You're exactly right. But we can all agree that a winner for Michigan, Minnesota, or Wisconsin wisconsin would be a big win for well, Tennessee. I would much rather
2: have it than a win against Indiana. So I'm One, glad that 100%. the producers are going to Nashville. A big thank you to our friends over at Heritage Realty bringing you Start Bench Cut for a Monday. We'll do it again coming up this week. And Heritage Realty, anytime they actually roll out the red carpet for Start Bench Cut, we got to let you know when it comes to them, they are a true boutique real estate firm. They're focusing on the needs of its clients. They utilize the latest technologies in an effort to deliver efficient service. Over 50 years of experience. They don't believe in handing you off to the assistant. It's just you, your realtor working together. You can visit them online, heritagerealtytn.com. All right, we cross over the Eric Gaines show with Brian Rice is next, here on on 99.1 FM, D Sports Animal.
0: This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. Out of the gun, the gift to Johnson, who gives it
1: back to DeAndre Hopkins, who pitches it to Deshaun Watson, running down the sidelines
2: and running in for the touchdown.
3: All kinds of funds for that Houston Texans offense last night, a 28-22 win over the New England Patriots on Sunday Night Football. Tonight on Monday night, Football, that audio was courtesy of Westwood One, mind you. Tonight on Monday Night Football, it'll be the Vikings at the Seahawks get going at 8 15. Scores of note the Titans came from behind, defeated the Colts 31 17. Derrick Henry, 149 yards, and a touchdown on the win. Justin Tucker nailed a 49 yard field goal as time expired to propel the Ravens past the 49ers 20 17. Now, Holds the number one seed in the AFC, does Baltimore. The Chiefs also make quick work at the Raiders, 42-9. Lady Balls picked up win number seven of the year, eighty-one fifty-four over Air Force, shooting 54% from the field. Renata Davis and Ray Burrell, 18 points apiece. Stock up on the fun this year with holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Stop by your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and pick up some today. 849, we're going to check out the roads. Pete Michael's traffic. Good morning. I'm Mary Kane.
2: Crossover time. Starting lineup meets the Eric Show and Brian Rice. 99.1 FM, you're listening to the Sports Animal. Hi, right, Brian. I'm just going to ask you to your point blank, and I wanted to wait to tackle, no pun intended, this topic whenever you joined in the studio. Did Juwan Jennings stomp on heads?
1: I don't think so. Nor do I. It, it looks like they all just slid around over there, but whatever. I, if he... If... He did. It was far less egregious than anything that I i have seen in that realm this year. I can't so. believe I rewatched that video,
2: zoomed in, in close range, thirteen hey, times you're yesterday. you to go
1: Pruder film on it, which means it's nothing. Right. Sorry. Hate to disappoint the overlords of the uh, paper in Nashville, but no.
2: Thirteen times and each time I watched it and before I took my finger and rolled it back again on my smartphone, I went That's not intentional. That's not intentional. There are thirteen jurors we all vote not guilty.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, that was a nothing, so Juan Jennings who I was really hoping would leave Neyland Stadium with a thousand receiving yards for the twenty nineteen
1: season. He'll have a chance in a bowl game wherever it is and whoever the opponent is.
2: No need to put the ball in the air that many times when you can just have Eric Gray run through the Vanderbilt defense.
1: Yeah, when it's uh, raining and your quarterback starts off 0 for 7, then you just start handing the ball off to guys. I thought it was going to be a big day for Tim Jordan, and then Eric Gray comes in to spell him for one play and doesn't give the uh, job back for the rest of the game. So a remarkable performance by him, sparked by a couple of big runs. That's the thing. If you take out the 90-plus yard run, he still had a really impressive day. So it was it was good to see and good for your future of the running back position that you know no matter what happens next year, you got at least a couple of guys you can really pound the rock.
2: All right. You're an honest guy, so I expect you to be 100% honest with me when you answer this question. We're going to have honesty hour. All right. What time did you leave the game Saturday?
1: Oh, we left uh, at the start of the second delay because that radar looked terrible.
2: They had it up there on the screen.
1: Yeah, and so I just looked at Kelly, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to sit here and wait out a delay that may be two hours to sit in the rain for longer. Did Kelly Rice fight you on it? No. She's like, all right. We got to give her all. Yeah, I'm a a don't-ever-leave-early guy, but we had been sitting in the rain for three and a half hours at that point. I was. Uh, I didn't want to go stand wet, so I could come out and sit for another hour. So, I love your honesty. I don't feel bad about it. Uh, we'll talk about Vandy, Eric Gray, the open coaching jobs in the SEC. All those openings, and not one of them is Derek Mason. Yeah, Derek Mason and Will Muschamp are still employed. How? Yeah. What? The two hot seat guys at the beginning of the year are still employed, and everybody else isn't.
2: Let me ask you a question. Matt Luke wins that job. Or Matt, Matt Luke wins the egg bowl, does he still have his job? Yeah, he
1: does. But
2: yeah. does Joe Moorhead get
1: fired? Uh, probably.
2: So that was a literally our jobs are on the line game. Yeah. And then some guy put his leg up like a dog. Yep. And that's, that's where <sighs> we are now. They that opportunity away. Eric Gaines Show, Brian Rice is next. one FM, Esports Animal.